Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Just a quick note internally. It would be nice if I heard myself in real time and not on delay. <laughs> I think it just makes it easier to operate. Signing day today. And in signing day today, Penn State signing 23 today. Uh, if you're wondering about the 24th, that may end up happening uh, in um, in February. A couple of uh, maybe a mini hurdle here or there to clear, but it's fine. But it is a um, class that is balanced, which is great. Uh, the positional balance is outstanding. The uh, the positional balance with the team overall is also outstanding. There are three five stars in there. The National Gatorade Player of the Year is in there. And there's a lot with this class to really, really like. It was great uh, being there today. I, again, I, I don't know if you guys can correct this, but I would like to speak in real time instead of hearing myself in a delay. Mm. That would probably help me out a little bit. Yes, I agree. Working on that as we speak. Okay. Um, the What's really great is when you get to a day like this, is when James is sitting there and he's talking with the young people and about how they appreciating every person that got them there, and in particular their parents. But then he's also talking to them about not just getting degrees, but getting master's degrees and things like that. That it makes a big difference because he's understanding the big picture. Look, every single one that signs a letter of intent to go to a particular school feels that it is their next step on the road to the league. I understand that. Completely understand that. And I think most people get that as well, that that's what they're thinking. But even if they make the league, and I'll give you examples. Michael Parsons got his degree. Okay, whatever that means. Uh, But Micah Parsons, for example, got his degree. Saquon Barkley worked tirelessly 
And Saquon Barkley eventually got his degree. So even guys that are making a lot of money within the league or about to make more money in the league got their degrees. And that makes a big difference. And that's a difference maker for parents. And when you sit there and you've got a coach not only talking about their football well-being, but about their academic well-being, that's still what college is all about. And it's something that can't be forgotten. And James has never forgotten that. Never has forgotten it. I thought one of the more emotional moments was Christian Driver. This is Donald Driver's son. Think of the career that Donald Driver had and the irony of that career that Donald Driver, his position coach at one point in his career, was James Franklin with the Green Bay Packers. So here's Donald Driver today, who's always maintained a great attachment to James. Because when Penn State went to the Cotton Bowl two years ago, Donald Driver came by practice and he spoke to the team. And you're talking about a guy that was a part of the Super Bowl winning team for the Packers, was in the Pro Bowl four times in his career. He's in the Packers Hall of Fame. And today, with his son signing with James Franklin at Penn State, tears. Tears. I mean, think about that. This guy had over 10,000 yards receiving his career. He's in the Packers Hall of Fame. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's got a ring. He was in the Pro Bowl four times. And today, when his son signed with Penn State, signed with his old position coach, <laughs> tears. And his wife couldn't talk either. I mean, Bettina was in tears. And Donald Driver's here. And this guy's accomplished everything in his career. And his son signs with his old position coach. He's in tears. That was something else to see today. It really was. Quite a day. Yes, the quarterbacks. You know, you've got the Gatorade, the national Gatorade player of the year, Nick Singleton. But you got you got Allen coming in as well. And then you got a five-star quarterback in Drew Aller. And you've got a guy in Bo Perbula. And Bo is just put together another phenomenal season down in York. I mean, phenomenal. You got both of them coming in, and they've got the luxury now of learning from a guy like. Sean Clifford, Mike Yursich and I had a long talk about this this morning before everything got started. And I said, you know, I said, Mike, I said, I've told everybody about the benefit that they have 
that those quarterbacks can come in and they're in your room and what they can learn from you. I said, but to have a peer to know how to really watch film, and you have a peer teach them about the pros and cons of the college game. So that's invaluable. It is invaluable. And that's what they're going to get in Sean Clifford. For Drew and for Bo, that's big. And deny Dennis Sutton, when his letter came in, there were a lot of hugs all the way around in that room. And I'll tell you, it did not hurt along the way that P.J. Mustafer, Devon Ellis, Curtis Jacobs, they're McDonough guys. And I'll tell you, Devon Ellis was very involved in what was going on with this recruitment. But deny Dennis Sutton... Another five-star guy. A lot of stories. Caden Saunders was the first guy to say yes in this class. And then he's the guy going out left and right, calling people. Join me, join me, join me. You know, you had people trying to pry him loose, and he was rock solid the entire time. It was interesting. They started the day with an Ohio quarterback, and they ended the day with an Ohio wide receiver. Out of Westerville. So, suburb of Columbus. I'm trying to think, has Penn State ever had a guy at a Westerville before? Oh, yeah. Kajana Carter. Yeah. Hmm. Seemed to work out pretty well. So, now let's go to the complaint desk. See how everything's going. <laughs> Once again, I am complaint free today. How can you be with this class? Yeah. You're right about that. That kind of day. Now, tomorrow's a new day. Uh, to quote the great Vivian Lee from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> so, uh, this is going to be... You know, I mean, I think you're on the verge of exploding. I do. Well, if the Eagles lose to the now COVID-stricken Washington football team on Sunday, then yes, I, that will be the breaking point. But on a serious that... matter, it's getting real in the NFL and the NBA. Like this is this is not good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean they're not hospitalized, but they have it. Yeah, I mean it's. That's how I look at it. Very good point. If they're, vacc- if they're vaccinated, then they can get two negative tests and they're back in the ballgame. And a majority are, which is good. Yeah, and they're back in the ballgame. Oh. So the number two overall recruit in the country, and I don't know how you judge such things, but... Yeah. But... was... Committed to Florida State in March 2020. Travis Hunter, who's a corner. And today, when it came time to sign, he signed with Jackson State and Deion Sanders. And this fan got so upset, he went on this rant today. And in the rant, he burned his his Florida State number two Deion Sanders jersey that Sanders had signed. Really? 
get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It's a weird world out there, and it's getting weirder every day. All the recruits asked about suit restraining orders. I, I don't understand. I mean, I mean, oh, my almighty! Bill Bender's Sporting News is going to join us on the show today. Looking forward to that. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Maybe pre-owned inventory fits the budget. Well, if it does, it has the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Invaluable. Great sales staff, fabulous service department. Don't forget about inspections. They do a great job. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, Ruth 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us on the show today. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Let's go to Dick in Milton. Hello, my friend. Happy holidays to you. Hey, Steve. I was listening to you yesterday and some of your guests. You were talking about the uh, ranking the recruits, you know. And, and two or three years ago, that would have been great. But now, to me, it doesn't mean much at all because once they're in the door, if they don't like it, they're gone. And there's so many of them left in the last, over the last two years. It's unbelievable. I mean, there's, there's really no... There's no really commitment by a commitment if he doesn't want to keep it. So, it goes so I don't back to what the rank. old saying I've always I mean, I had. Just see, I've just seen so many of these kids just up and leave for, for no reason. It goes back to the saying I've had a couple of times on the show that I've used, and you've heard me say it, I ain't starting, I'm departing. Uh, and that's, that is an issue across the country. I mean, look at the movement. Spencer Rattler, I'm not starting. He's now at South Carolina. Uh, that's just the beginning. Keaton Slovis, I'm not starting at USC. I'm in the portal. Now, these are two quarterbacks, obviously, but they are right. uh, more typical than atypical. How about that? Well, I guess my point, the thing that really got me, is I think it's I think it's Utah playing in one of the bigger bowls. Uh, I'm not sure. They're playing the, the Rose West, Bowl. Maybe a, they're playing the Rose Bowl? Yeah, Utah's going to play in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. And I don't want to hear you give you the number, but I heard this phenomenal number they have of kids that weren't on the team like last year. It was unbelievable to me how many it was. It was so I don't want to tell you, but it was it was a lot more than I would ever thought. Actually, came into Utah this year. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, know and how that you could get that, that many kids in school in the first place, but they did somehow. So it was a whole almost a whole new basketball or football team. That goes to their starting quarterback because at the beginning of the year, Charlie Brewer, the transfer out of Baylor, was their starting quarterback, and he struggled. He was one of those guys that came in like you talked about. And as soon as he got replaced a quarterback, he put his name in the transfer portal and left. <laughs> so, it's, it's so as I say, as nice as it is to talk about where kids rank in the United States, where they rank as a position – you know, three or four years ago, that would have meant something because that kid you were going to see him for three or four or five years at a school, right. you know, he might redshirt a year. But now, you know, he could be there this year and he, somewhere he's playing in another part of the country. So so it really doesn't mean as much to me as it even did any sport right now. Basketball doesn't matter. Because how, how many of them are going to actually finish their four years at, let's say, a 
Penn State or Rutgers or Maryland or anywhere. They're just there's a good possibility some of them will be gone. A lot of them will, may, will be gone. You know, I I really don't like it. it I don't like it at all. But uh, yeah. I would tell you this: when Sienna played at Bucknell, they had ten ten kids that weren't on the roster last year, so to speak. They started two they started two fifth year seniors, two transfers, and a junior. I mean, it's unbelievable. They had 10 kids on the roster that were actually transferred in through the portal this year. Right. And the basketball team. They only have 15, 16 kids on the basketball teams, and 10 of them were yeah. transferred in. You have 13 you scholarships know. in men's basketball. Yeah. 13. I just, and, I, you know, yeah. it, it, sports has changed a lot for me in, in that respect. It doesn't matter where the school's at, so to speak. So. I, I, will, I will always harbor hope. Maybe I'm too much of an optimist that guys will stay, but that's me. I understand. I also know there's a reality, but I still harbor hope that guys stay. I shouldn't tell you what because I don't. I forget where I saw this last night somewhere on the internet somewhere, and one of the coaches or somebody made a comment about football players. They were using football. He said, "Who's they go wherever who's paying them the most?" <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's let's a pretend commentary though. Let's let's pretend in some realm that that hasn't been the norm at some places for 50 years. How about that? Okay. Thanks, Steve. Hey, Dick, thank you. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Here on News Radio 1070, WKOK. your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right. Great to have you with us. Uh, the Always remember that with one individual, the complaint hotline is always open. That'd be that'd be you. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> like I said, I'm good. I'm good today, minus the COVID issues right now in the NFL and NBA. I, I mean, look, there are, but like there are protocols for it, and you know what. I mean, it's the winter time. 
Unfortunately, it's going to happen. And if you're vaccinated you in the NFL, you get two negative tests, you're back in the ballgame. Uh, these players are not being hospitalized. Okay? So, yes, they have it. But at the same time, uh, at the same time, you got to remember that A, they're not hospitalized, and B, um, there's the element of many of them are vaccinated to begin with. And with negative tests, they're back in the game. Okay. And that's the way it goes. I mean, that's... I think sometimes we don't have it... Sometimes I feel like we don't look at it that way. Exile, COVID, uh, and now for some people, it's the, there is the effect, by the way, of uh, gambling. I know you're shocked by that. Are you shocked by that? That there's, um, yeah, no. A gambling aspect, then? How many guys are out? Shocking. <laughs> well, the uh, we talked about this being signing day, which is the predominant story. Obviously, we're going to talk to Bill Bender, Sporting News, a little bit later in the show. Tomorrow, by the way, are bull picks. Now, is the suit going to join us for this? Actually, I haven't had a chance to even ask him yet, but my guess is probably going to be not. Well, he, I tell you, he's uh, he's competitive. He may surprise you and join us. Yes, uh, I'll still extend the invitation, but we'll see. I just. Uh... But you're correct. He is competitive. He's competitive. Doesn't usually work out, but he's competitive. (laughs) (laughs) It's the way he is. (laughs) All right. Signing day is, of course... uh, so important to the lives of all these and Dick makes it a really good point because the transfer portal is still very much there and the transfer portal is right there there's no getting around Uh, and that'll be the next element that comes up here, maybe Penn State may have somebody signed by the way on the late uh, signing date, on the first Wednesday in February, there may they may get a player to sign there. But you know, you look at the transfer portal. What happens? What's next? Um, and that is going to be. Um, a big part of you know the formation look roster how you make a roster in college 
is the single most difficult roster to make up in any sport in college football. In any sport. The NFL, you draft. Or you trade. Or you get a free agent. Or you get somebody off the waiver wire. All right. Um, college basketball, yeah, you got one and dones, but for some reason, college basketball is an adaptability. And let's say, the, I mean, Dick brought up Bucknell Siena. Here's here's the problem: like, like take a program like Siena. When you have a new coach, you're going to have more transfers to begin with. But we're also in an era now where you have players being poached by Power Five schools from a school like Siena. Now, it turned out in the end, Penn State was the beneficiary of one. Jalen Pickett is a really good player, and he was the Metro Atlantic Player of the Year. I mean, the Player of the Year in the Metro. Okay? That's that's a big point. You know, you're the Player of the Year in any conference? That's a big deal. You're the player of the year in any conference. That is a big deal. And that's, you know, uh, something that you got to remember with all this. I mean, you're, uh, and he left Siena. You know, for his senior year, he's going to play at Penn State. He wanted to challenge himself at the highest level. That's going to happen. And Penn State, you know, you have Micah Shrewsbury who is a big believer in four-year players. He is a huge believer in four-year players. Uh, James Franklin is a huge believer in three- and four-year players. Huge believer in it. I mean, this is the route that these guys want to go. But that is, you know, unfortunately, that is not the route many times that are taken happen to be taken along the way. It's interesting in watching, for example, Michigan State basketball. Michigan State basketball has a transfer from Northeastern, a point guard. Good player, Walker. Good player. But Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, Malik Hall, they're four-year players. On the roster, they're not. I mean, Thomas had one and dones. He doesn't have a one and done in this entire roster. There is no one and done in this roster. None. In fact, he doesn't have a pro in this roster. It's it's you know. There's always the. The gibberish from thirty thousand feet about you know oh Michigan State they're great they're this Michigan State's very good they're not as good as they were two years ago and Penn State went in there and beat them two years ago how good was Penn State Michigan State today is not as good as Michigan State two years ago just not no pros there's no there's you know no but I mean no pros I mean you know you got guy a guy may play in Italy guy may play in Greece Japan whatever I'm talking about NBA guys there's no NBA guys Tillman and Cassius Winston were NBA guys well Penn State went in there and beat him how good was Penn State now Penn State had an NBA guy in Lamar Stevens 
But now Michigan State has no NBA guys. They're having a really good year. But at the same time, they've got a lot of four- and five-year players. That's the story. A lot of four- and five-year players. And that's how Micah Shrewsbury wants to build with Penn State basketball. Get as many as three- to five-year guys in the program. And that's how James Franklin wants to build Penn State football. But he knows he has to go out. He knows he has to go out and get a transfer portal guy sometimes to fill a gap. And he already has, for himself, players that are in the transfer portal. And we already know Des Holmes is in the portal. Taquan Roberson's in the portal. I don't know if Norvell Black's in the portal, but he's no longer with the team. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is in the portal. There's Roberson. There's Holmes. Right now, those are the two significant ones. Neither one was a surprise. I thought there was one other guy that was in there. But you know darn well you're losing guys in the portal. You know that. And you also know that you're going to have to come up with guys within the portal to get them to be a part of it. So you know, and, But that with Penn State, they're using the portal to fill gaps. Michigan State used it. Michigan State had 20 guys. And 15 of the 20 happened to be Power five players that transferred in last year. And that is the way that they wanted to, they wanted to get well fast. That's how they did it. And they're still going into the portal. Now Penn State will delve into the portal because you still have to be able to fill a gap with a Derek Tangelo or an Arnold Ebicady or a Johnny Dixon, whatever it may be, okay? You're going to have needs and so forth. And when you have needs and so forth, that's how you have to do it. But Penn State does not go in wholesale. Now, Micah Shrewsbury went wholesale on recruits in this on transfers this particular year because when he entered he had a lot of gaps to fill and he had to do it quickly and he did not have a recruiting class now you notice what he did with this one he went out and he signed five guys he signed five guys doesn't mean he won't go out and get a player in the portal but he signed five guys James Franklin today signed 23 guys doesn't mean James Franklin won't won't go out and get two to four guys in the portal, whatever the number may be. But Penn State is not going out and getting 20 guys like Michigan State. Michigan State got 20 guys in the transfer portal last year. 20. And Mel had been there a year. Remember, Mel was the coach last season, too. And they felt this was the fastest way to get themselves back to relevancy. Also interesting today, it depends on which service you look at. Penn State was either number one in the Big Ten in some services, or Ohio State was. And if Ohio State was one, Penn State was two. And if Penn State was number one, Ohio State was two. All right? 
24-7 sports the way they had it. 2-4-7. Had Ohio State won Penn State 2. Purdue was 8th. They're like, why'd you bring up Purdue? There's a reason why I brought up Purdue. Because at 8, they're the highest ranked team in the recruiting class in the West. The top seven schools, according to 247 Sports, for recruiting in the Big Ten were all seven of the Eastern schools. What does that tell you? And you wonder why there's no traction in the West. No traction. All right, we'll take a break. Bill Bender, next half hour, Sporting News. I know you'll ask the suit. Again, you know, we got... Tomorrow we're going to pick all the bowl games. I don't need a full analysis breakdown of the Celebration Bowl. <laughs> Just pick a team, move on. I mean, one year we're sitting here, and he did like five to six minutes on the Celebration Bowl. And I'm sitting there going, okay. Hey, we, we've got people doing one or two things. They're looking at the radio like, what the hell is he talking about? You know, we also, like four, four people told me they drove off the road. I mean, we can't have that. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I mean, the guys that announced the Celebration Bowl said less about the matchup than the suit did. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Mm -hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. You guys introduced Flowers and Driver today, both as defensive backs. Um, I guess, why, why do you feel that way for both of those guys right now? And what kind of versatility do those two bring in particular? Yeah, you know, and I would say this for a lot of our guys. We talked about this. You know, we want to recruit as many guys as we possibly can that you look at and you say, you know what? You know, I, I think these guys could, could play either side of the ball. The guys that we're recruiting should have that type of ability. I think the more DBs that we can recruit that have wide receiver skill sets, uh, the better we're going to be uh, creating turnovers and big plays on the defensive side of the ball. The more wideouts that we can uh, recruit that have a defensive mindset and mentality and are physical and tough, the better we're going to be. That was the internal joke today. 
It was about coaches fighting about which, <laughs> about who should be on their side of the ball <laughs> with some of these guys. I believe it was an internal joke, but they were like, "Yeah, hey, I'd like to have him over here." Yeah, you know, it's one of the, one of the reasons you go out and you recruit as many athletes as possible is that you put yourself in that situation. It's not like the two guys he just talked about can't play offense. Oh, they can play offense. But um, that is, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, how many times have we seen guys switch sides of the ball and it paid off for them? Well, let's, you have to have, you know, some, sometimes there might be a need and and suddenly with a need, you end up on the other side of the ball and it, and it pans out for you. But they decided to go this route, and at the moment with these two guys, Flowers and with the Driver, I think that helps with the overall positional balance of the team as to where they're at least initially slotted. Then we'll go from there and see how it plays out. But obviously the players themselves had no problem about being slotted over in defense. They didn't have any problem with that at all. And you have four wide receivers in this class anyway. So, like I said, there's a positional balance to this group that I really like, and it fits in well with the rest of the roster. Along the way. Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News, next half hour. Then we'll have some of James Franklin's press conference in the final half hour. And it was all about recruiting today. There'll be other elements that he'll talk about on Friday, because Friday's Bowl Media Day. Any complaints on your end? I just want to make sure we're checking in from time to time to make sure you're happy. (laughs) I appreciate it. We're all good today. You sure about that? I am. I genuinely am, yeah. I mean, your team is 4-7 and seven against the rest of the league. I mean, they were handed the Lions and the Jets on a silver platter. <laughs> While that is true, they still took care of business in those respective games. They took care of business against the Jets and the Lions? The Vikings didn't against the Lions. I mean, my goodness. I mean, division opponent or no division opponent, they didn't beat them. I mean, the Lions haven't even practiced the kneel down at the end of the game this season. Surprised they didn't turn it over against the Vikings then. Actually, they didn't need to because it was a game winning touchdown. Never mind. So, yes, you're correct. They still have not done a kneel down in the game. No. The Eagles dominated them. I thought the Eagles played well against the Jets. Then I thought to myself, my goodness, are they? I mean, it's kind of like a 30 team NFL. You're like these two extra teams. I don't deny that. Uh, no, Jacksonville Mets, 29 team NFL. Yeah, that's true. Surprised that the uh, Eagles haven't played Jacksonville yet. <laughs> it's about the only team, that, you know, I mean, there's only so many last place teams you can play. Yeah, I'd love to beat up on Urban 